Hello, welcome back to Podcast vs. Player. We have another spoiler cast, this time Daredevil Season 2, the original series on Netflix. Yay. As always, I'm joined by this noisy bugger. It's Dan. <laughs> Hello. How are you, Dan? You have no intro. No intro. That's fine. It'll save on time. Anyone who's listened to the Batman vs. Superman spoiler cast will know that that went on for quite a while. Yes. We want to be snippy, snappy, and pointy. Yeah, exactly. E- exactly? Exactly. See, I'm making, off to a good start. making up new words <laughs> just to try and speed things along. We'll, we can roll with it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's fine. Go on. Um, before we go any further, oh, as with the BVS spoiler cast and every other spoiler cast we've ever done and stuff if you haven't watched Daredevil Season 2 go and watch it and then come on back and listen to it yeah okay I thought you were going to do some sort of advert or plug or something but okay no I'm saving them for the podcast <laughs> this episode of the podcast is very sponsored Game by Daredevil Daredevil oh right <laughs> See, mixed damn it you tricked me into anyway, it anyway we've already got off to oh for fuck's sake okay come on <laughs> It's like Man of Steel days. Yeah, right, Daredevil, great. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Um, it's coming up on the channel. <laughs> I wish we could do every bloody podcast like that. It's just like no. Batman, Superman, not so good. Daredevil, great. Tune in next week. <laughs> yeah. We'll be watching. Callum may have watched Supergirl. Yay. Doubtful. No. Um, firstly, it's not going to be around the bush. It was amazing. Um, it was a really good season. Um, there's a lot of. You know, it's not perfect, but to be honest, nothing ever will be. Yeah, what what show slash movie is? Absolutely. In terms of, does it live up to season one and the sort of the hype that that brought? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I I I, I did a big old stint. Um, came out on Friday in uh, lovely England. Uh, stayed up till about four, watching it. Um, then got some much needed sleep. <laughs> um, I believe um, I text you at whatever time in the morning, like a normal time, hmm. and it wasn't until about quarter to four in the afternoon when you texted him, just woke up. Yeah, it, it was honestly about <laughs> four o'clock, and then all I did was I answered you, got my duvet, <laughs> dragged it into the living room, Netflix, <laughs> and just finished them all off. I was just like, I can't look at Facebook, I can't look at Twitter without someone going, oh my God, you'll never guess what happened to Matt Murdock in Daredevil Season 2, blah, blah, blah. So They're pretty precise, these Facebook status. Exactly, yeah. And like Twitter's all all over it as well. They can't seem to bloody help themselves. Yeah, literally every every tweet I saw for a good week was just Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil. Which is, is I'm fine with, that's fine. Yeah, I know, but it's, if that's sort of... This is what we can expect, or this is what someone thinks, or you know, this is an actor that's dropped out. That's you know, useful and you know, something to take into account when you go in to watch it. But yeah. like, especially like, especially with Batman vs Superman and stuff, because there were a lot of people who got to saw it, you know, sort of press releases and stuff, that sort of thing. You know, they, they saw it a few days before everyone else did. Um, it kind of ruined it because people were saying, "Oh, well, it's not very good. It's boring." Uh. And then everyone was going, "Okay, well, it's boring," and that's just the way I'm going to have to deal with it so I didn't want to do that with Daredevil because I was so looking forward to it that that is the beauty though of of Netflix is with the exception of I mean I saw uh, I think it was IGN they were doing spoiler free uh, spoiler free review of no it was like a day before but they, they were only allowed to do the first episode and it had to literally no spoilers whatsoever and then once the embargo had lifted, which was when everybody could watch it. That's that's that, way better. 
and that's what it should be. For f I mean, I know some people rely on reviews to go, I I'm going to go and see this because it's got a good review. I'm going to buy this game because it's got a good review. Yep. In a day, it's opinion. And in today's one age, as Dan's just pointed out, if 10 people say, Batman vs Superman, it was shit. 10 other people will just go, yeah, it's shit. Yeah. And then another 10 people go, Especially if they're influential people as well. You know, people yeah. who've got the public's ear, they'll say, well, I went to see it and I've got, you know, here's a really complicated reason as to why I disagree or dislike the movie because of my own opinion. And people will go, well, you haven't seen me wrong in the past. You know, and I, I've yeah. got a similar sort of opinion, but I don't really do it for the negative side. If someone says, this is a great game, you know, once it's 20 quid, definitely pick it up. I'll just say, you know what? All right. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. I like the look of it. I like the, the sort of the idea of the story. And... You know, you seem to know what you're talking about. So, if other than sort of watching videos on YouTube, which I don't tend to do because I ultimately could spoil something in the story. You know, if you watch the exactly. sort of the opening to The Last of Us to see if you'd give it a go, um, you know, spoiler, like ten minutes in or something, and yeah. you just be like, it's oh god, big damn it! <laughs> so I kind of try and steer away from it. But to be honest, I, I try and research something as much as I possibly can before I buy it, and I don't yeah. try and yeah. buy things on a whim. You know, just because I played the previous version, with the exception of Rise of the Tomb Raider, which I bought two days ago, because I played the other one for about three minutes on <laughs> ultimate graphics settings, and I was just like, "Okay, Rise of the Tomb Raider, here we come." <laughs> well, that, that's completely different. I know. Man, I knew that's... it was going to be great, though. So we, you know, Ex exactly. There's a even if it was not as good as the first one, it's still going to be a good game, yeah, theoretically. Um, Uncharted. Wait, it's... we're doing it again. No, I know, I know. We're going to steer back onto onto there. Though. But Jesus. point being, straight up, we're going to tell you how great Daredevil season two is, because it is. However, you could go and watch it and not like it. The moral of the story is, you have your own opinion. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so anything this we is say, our opinion. If you disagree with it, we may very well disagree with each other. That's fine. It's okay That's to have a different opinion. Don't worry yeah. about it. Don't go to Reddit, don't go to Twitter and flip out. It's okay. It's yeah. not real. You're arguing about fictional characters. Yeah. Don't worry about over, it. Over a medium that everybody sees different. They have a different experience with it, whether it's a comic book, a film, a TV show, whatever. Exactly. Whatever your opinion Everyone will take is, something different away. It's right. Whatever it is, even if you hate Unless it wrong. and you say it's the worst thing I've ever seen, you're right. In your opinion, it is the worst thing you've ever seen. I'm not going to tell you that your opinion's wrong, so don't worry about it. That being Unless said... Unless it's Green Lantern. Well, yeah, but that's, that's just... <laughs> no one's right about that. Um, hey, that scored higher on Rotten Tomatoes than Batman v Superman. That's outrageous. What the yeah. fuck? Man? As did Sharknado. What? 83%. We're not talking about Batman versus bloody Superman. I just wanted to get that No, I, I've done two hours of it. I'm exhausted. You started it. <laughs> I, I was talking about Tomb Raider. That was just about, you know, don't do things on a whim. And then you brought Uncharted into it. Now Batman vs Superman. And again, we're still not talking about Daredevil. Welcome to... <laughs> Everything <laughs> but Daredevil podcast. <laughs> so, first off, did you like it more than season one? Um, some elements, absolutely. Um, in terms of the actual story, in terms of what's happening, I don't think it was quite as powerful as you know daredevil becoming daredevil and taking down fisk in the process you know it's huge crime syndicate and blah 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 um because it was trying to introduce the punisher um quite early on 
and sort of force from the first episode. Yeah, yeah, but sort of force his story and why he's doing what he's doing, and you know, sort of how Devil, how Daredevil get kind of gets caught up in that. And don't get me wrong, that's not a bad thing. I'll get to the Punisher later. Trust me about that. We've got an hour to cover <laughs> for fucking Punisher stuff. Um, but in terms of the story and whether I thought it was better overall, I honestly think they're too different. Like now. No, so go on. Go no, 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 I was just going to say that, you know, that it, was, it was an origin story before, you know. Although he was basically Daredevil, it was him becoming Daredevil rather than just some guy in a ninja the outfit. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So it was him and him starting up his law firm and meeting Karen and, you know, him and Foggy getting settled and all that sort of stuff. Now it's this season seems to be more of a sort of a launch platform um, for uh, the Punisher. I ho- Hopefully, fingers crossed, Electra as well. I, honestly, I'd like to see an Electra show. Um, in the same kind of vein as you know the Punisher's one, so that would be very violent and you know. Yeah. But her sort of you know her travels through the sort of the mystic side of things. You know she's going to get resurrected. Blah blah blah. Spoiler. We've already said it. Spoilers. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I'm about joking. It. Um, so I think this is more sort of like you know Daredevil's a lot more confident. He's got a way better suit. Oh my days. Um, that second suit he gets is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's sort of addressing quite a few different things at the same time. You know, I think it's going to be very reminiscent of the, the sort of the discussions that I had in Civil War, um, mainly for the fact that it's you know saying, well, you know, you are vigilantes, but you do save people, but people do get killed, or people are killed because of you, or these people wouldn't exist if it wasn't for you. And I think it's going to be a great opening to that kind of an argument. Um, and I, I know I've mentioned this to you before. Um, I really hope to see the Punisher versus, uh, sorry, the People versus the Punisher uh, case, court case, raised in Civil War as an example of, you know, this is what happens if you just go crazy in the streets and just think you're doing the right thing. You know, you will, you will have to be held accountable for it. Um, and then, you know, it, there's, there's some fantastic dialogue in, you know, sort of discussing the, the sort of the ins and outs and the rights and wrongs of being a vigilante, as well as the court case itself with Frank Castle, but. You know, when Frank and Matt are on the on the roof, when he's been chained to the roof, and that just that discussion they have for like 25 minutes, you know, just sort of, um, you know, saying this is why we sort of do what we do in our own way, mm. and basically trying to convince the other that their way is correct, you know. Yeah. Um, right. So I think so- overall, as a season, I think it's different in story. Did I enjoy it more? Yeah, I think I did. See, now, the biggest thing I enjoyed more, with the exception of Punisher and Lecture and whatnot, is the fact that, I mean, I love season one. Season one was fucking amazing. It set the really, bar. Really Absolutely it. set the bar. Yeah, totally. And without that, we wouldn't have the likes of Jessica Jones and, um, obviously, Luke Cage coming up. Yeah, Iron Fist. And, and Iron Fist. And Spider-Man. And hopefully, Punisher. And Spider-Man. Or Spider-Man Netflix show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I just want I just want to see as much Spider Man that Marvel can milk out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but the biggest problem with season one was it was they played with the exception of making it ridiculously violent compared to like the MCU incarnations of the characters. Is it was it they played it very safe. It was this is a guy, he becomes Daredevil, here's the villain, he beats the villain. Yeah. Whereas this, they they took a, a lot more of an open approach to go, obviously, here's Daredevil, here's the Punisher, here's Electra, here's the Hand, but here's Fisk again. And here's a government conspiracy. Here's a government conspiracy, yeah. here's 
it's this like a, a nice nod to this character from uh, the comics. Here's a nice nod to this character from the comics. Oh, here's some Jessica Jones. Yeah, yeah. And they literally wrapped everything up without going. This is the story. This is A. This is B. They, they managed to get a lot of fucking stuff into 13 episodes without it being just shitstorm overbearing. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I think it's because of things like this, because, you know, there is a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of different stories going on, but they all seem to have some point. You know, they're not just ambiguous. They're not mm. unnecessary. Everything still seems to add to the season as a, as a whole, you know. Um, it wraps up together as well. Exactly, but I mean, you know, you, obviously you've got the Punisher story, you've got Electra's story, you've got Foggy, you know, sort of dealing with Matt not being there and having to step up and be, you know, sort of Nelson oh, and yeah. Murdoch on his own. You know, he hasn't got yeah. Matt to fall back to, which is, you know, it was really interesting to see him sort of just say, I, I can't, you know, I can't do it without Matt. And then Karen's just like, y- you're going to have to, he's not here. And he just has to go, oh, fucking hell, okay. Picks up the big boy pants, puts them on and just does a, he just lawyers up, hmm. and he's brilliant. It's almost like, I mean, obviously Foggy's a, he's a secondary character, but it's almost as if Matt kept him behind, and it was he was too scared to step to out, step out yeah, from yeah. under Matt's shadows. When in the in the real world, it would be the other way around. Because obviously Matt's blind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did like, I mean, there's, there's quite a few times where both Foggy and Karen did annoy me throughout this season. But at the same time, the, the, the characters just managed to, to bloom far more than they did in season one. Absolutely. And they had a lot more screen time and bigger story. I mean, Karen especially had a lot of investment with the Punisher line story. She did, but this kind of reverts back to what, to what I said on the first um, sort of overview of season one of Daredevil that we did um, with Ben Ulrich. Um, I was really gutted that they killed him off because I really enjoyed him as a character. You know, he was the sort of interesting journalist. He, you know, wasn't prepared to take shit from anyone. Yeah. Then they killed him off and then they're basically trying to push Karen into the same kind of role. By pushing her into his office. <laughs> well, literally, yeah. This is where he worked. We haven't taken out any of his stuff for whatever reason. He's still got a cut there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's half a sandwich. Um <laughs> But, you know, they, they've... So, I mean, I, I understand that they want her to sort of say Nelson and Murdoch is basically failing. Um, yeah. And, you know, Matt and Foggy aren't talking to each other. Neither of them are telling me why. Um, I need to kind of branch out on my own. And because she's, you know, she doesn't believe that the Punisher is a bad guy, um, you know, that's when she sort of goes to the, the, the newspaper that Ben Ulrich used to write for and say, look, I've got some information. And then that guy's just like, okay, well, you work here now, I guess. Yeah. Like that I didn't get. I was just like, so did you are you getting paid? Yeah. Well it literally went from um her asking for his help, like to for access to the files and stuff. Um like back from the original shooting and that. And it's like we get the we get the exclusive story? So we betcha. Here's the room. And then it's just basically gone from the room to him helping her to go, actually I know exactly where this file is. <laughs> I remember it. I, I forget my kids' birthdays, but I always remember stories. Yeah, just this one crazy shooting that happened yeah. like ten years ago or something. How many fucking papers have they printed in that time? How many? Yeah, how many shootings has there been? One a day in in fucking Hell's Kitchen for fuck's sake. Yeah, like the most violent place in the world, apparently. And then and then just gives a Ben's office. 
And then she just starts calling him boss. Yeah. And then I mean, she's giving up on the story, and he's like, "That's not what a journalist would do." She's not a journalist. No, she was an accountant for one, I think, <laughs> for bloody Wilson's Fisk's company. And then, then they were just like, "We could use a secretary, I guess." Yeah, we need a PA. Or yeah, something. yeah. But then she's like sitting in on interviews and like asking questions and stuff, <laughs> way overstepping her boundaries as a, a PA, I think. And then she's just managed to get herself a, a job as a, a writer. She just seems to be in the right places at the right time. She really does. She's, and she's nailing it. As a PA, she only brought two cups of coffee in a whole season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like in the first season when she went, I went to an auction and bought us a load of stuff, like a fax machine and that. Even though she was like on recon with Ben. They were just like, okay, well done. That's we could do all this stuff. Proactive. And then I like how... Was it the first episode? I can't remember now. But um, where she's like, we're broke, we've got no money. Matt's like, we'll sort it, we'll manage somehow. Not once did they get any money <laughs> yeah. for the entire season, except off a lecture. Well, they, as long as they keep getting paid in food, they could kind of survive. How do they get a... Like, like Poggy says, the electrical run out soon. Uh, candles. All we need to do is just take a case for a candlestick maker. Problem solved. Matt, Matt, Matt doesn't need them anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's he's alright. That's true. It's just like, I'll just work from the office, you will work from home, it's fine. How are they paying their rent? Exactly. In pies. And Matt's... Matt's got a nice place. Yeah, he really has. I love his apartment. Yeah, I, I, if I was to have a apartment slash lair, it's exactly that sort of place I'd have. <laughs> Can you imagine that in right move? <laughs> <laughs> Are you blind and fighting crime? <laughs> um, lots of references. Oh, yeah. Um, my favourite, uh, stuff in my head, was uh, the last episode when... Um, Melvin's unveiling the Billy staff club and uh, Billy club sorry and behind him is a gladiator poster yeah I was like ah oh, that's fucking perfect there was a Stiltman outfit that was slightly more mm. assembled than from season 1 as well yeah so we may actually get season 3 Stiltman possibly, possibly. transforming into gladiator or something maybe um, It'd be a fucking weird episode, though, that is, when Melvin yeah. just comes running in on giant stilts with razor blades for hands. <laughs> I, I don't think, I, I don't know. I think that's there for just a cheeky Yeah, reference. of course it is, yeah. There's no way they could pull that off. No, but I, then again, I don't think Stiltman worked in like the 50s or whatever it was. No, it didn't work in the comics. No. <laughs> a gritty, fucking, brutal fucking TV show. But... Well, I'm just going to mention this and go straight back to Daredevil. They managed to get the boxing glove into Arrow. Do you know what? I'll give you that. Yeah. That's a really good that, point. They, they pulled it off well. Even if it's like Melvin, it's it's by accident. Or he's just <laughs> like, like someone's attacking his garage or something. Yeah. And he just it's like Wallace and Gromit's wrong trousers. <laughs> and he just flicks a button and it just starts walking towards the door. He's being attacked by a penguin. Boots them through the door. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty. Then, yeah, yeah, I'd be happy with that because it'd be funny as well as just fucking sure brilliant. Yeah, um, I'm guessing we're leaving the Punisher uh, for the moment. Yeah, for the moment. Um, so, Electra, I absolutely loved her. She, the first time we see her, uh, at the end of episode four, I think. Uh-huh. Um, like right at the very end of the when she's in Matt's apartment. Uh, yeah, it's basically when when the, the sort of the first initial Punisher story arc ends, mm. um, and Frank is carted off to hospital slash prison. Like Electra's just in his apartment, 
and then that's when the electrostroid just picks up just straight away straight into it love that now i didn't initially like a, that specific part of the episode when we first see her she's like hello matthew i was like oh she's gonna be really annoying <laughs> and then by i didn't i still don't like how it was a case of like matt's like when they're especially when like they're in they're in the uh, in the cafe and that's just saying like oh, look, you, you just go, I don't want nothing to do with your teeth, I don't want your money, I don't wanna help you, I don't want this, I don't want that. And she's like, Oh, but you have to do that. Okay, I'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> what the, what? <laughs> and them bits constantly annoyed me because it's a case of Matt's not an idiot and he knows full well what a lecture is like. Now, obviously we don't as as a, the viewing public, this this could be a completely different version of electric, but you've got a good idea of it. Yeah. Um, but it just seemed to be he just he'd bent for, and it's a case of um, I can't. I've got a really fucking important case tomorrow. We've got the pun. We've got to defend the Punisher tomorrow. But I need help. Okay, I won't go. But <laughs> see, I, I I would agree with you if it hadn't been for the flashbacks of their sort of relationship blossoming so from like them meeting in the first place to then when they break into um, Sweeney's house yeah 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 um, and then it was just that sort of like they just could not keep their hands off each other it was just like they were an absolute perfect match and you can tell that they were just totally obsessed with each other but they were both dangerous about it like when she's like cutting cheese on his fucking chest yeah and like stabbing bits of cheese on his chest and it's just like these people are insane but they love it um, and then it's when she's like, yeah, okay, I want you to kill now. And he's just like, whoa, no, 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 no. Crazy blind sex, I'll have that. Not the killing, thank you very much. <laughs> we'll only do a few more blind jokes, I promise. Um, so it was, I would agree if there was no backstory or explanation as to why she had this sort of power over him. But because they did do it and they went back and said he was obsessed with her as much as she was him, that would... Uh, you, you know, it, it's kind of like one of these situations where, like, you know, you're, you've got something desperately important to do, and then you know that there is just one person in the world that could come along and just say, "I need you to help me with this," and you go, "Fuck, not to the, oh, fine, Jesus!" But I'm going to bitch and moan through the whole damn thing, but I'll still do it. <laughs> no, I agree, and it wasn't a case of that. I was like, "Why are they doing this?" Because it, it, like, it all made sense, and they, they did it. They did it well. And it did flow nicely. It was just Matt wasn't up until the last um, I can't remember what episode it is, but when when she's basically dying, yeah. Um, it wasn't up until that point that Matt shows he hasn't changed. And up until that point, it was it, I, at least me anyway. I got the impression that Matt's not that guy anymore. Yeah, he wasn't. He, he, he wasn't he interested. Gave her up yeah, 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 yeah. He he's a lot more mature now and he knows what he needs to do and he knows what he should be doing Yeah. but fuck it I'm just going to go along with it anyway it's just like yeah balls to Karen balls to Foggy let's just yeah. travel around the world and kick yeah. some ass this girl who I've just started the most beautiful relationship with and um, like literally an episode before it's just a case of when she says he's coming off and he's like no because I want this I want it if something goes wrong I want it this to at least be the one perfect night kind of things like really fucking mushy stuff and then he just fucked it all up anyway <laughs> I know but again that's the sort of the power that you know one person can have over you yeah if she's just like you know you've just fought through god knows what kind of hell to get to where you are and you're just like if we live through this 
let's just fuck everything off. You know, I've missed you so much. I've missed this. Let's just get back into it. And she's like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You know, the sort of the one or two dates that he's had with Karen won't compare to the years that he's had with Electra. No, but he's also still got the heartache of when she left. Absolutely. And I mean, that, and I, again, it's, it's one of those things that would be destined to fail regardless. I, I think it's... I think it's more the fact that... Not, not to make it sound like I know her, but because I know what she's like, hmm. it was more of a case of, don't do it, Matt, for fuck's sake. I know, but this is, you know, it's the equivalent of a friend or an audience looking in and just going, oh, don't be so stupid. Yeah. You know, yeah. you'd probably make the exact same decision if you were him. Oh, obviously. This absolutely beautiful, <laughs> fucking badass woman. Like, oh, man, she was... like I Because I, I thought she was just like... Well, she's really attractive, and you know, I know that, you know, and I don't like to sort of think of things like this, but I've noticed a, a uh, like sort of repetition in it, and it really does wind me up. But you know, they put sort of, especially in like Arrow and Flash and stuff, they put really attractive female characters in, and they just can't act. Yeah, there's no substance. Yeah, and I was just like, like, and it guts me because like some of them are like you know playing characters that I know, and you know some of them are even I like, and I'm just sort of like, oh, just get someone. It, it doesn't matter how attractive they are, what they look like. Just get someone who can act the part. Just do oh. that, and I'll be happy. But with if this, if they can pull it off, there's a good chance you'll just find an attractiveness with them because they play because they play that person a, so a well, favorite character so well. Absolutely, and like, I, mean, I think that's what they've done with Electra. Like, not only is she incredibly attractive, but the fact is, I totally bought her as Electra. Well, I, I was watching like um, it was on. It was like a Google talk show thing. Um, it was on YouTube. Um, and it was just some guy talking to like, the cast about season two. And um, Elodie Young, who, who plays Electra, she's actually got, she's like trained in, she's got like a black belt in like some form of uh, karate. And um, she's like Jiu-Jitsu and stuff like that. So she's actually, as well as being a, a really good actress and she plays the role of Electra really well, she's actually trained to do some of the stunts I imagine the ones she was allowed to do at least see I'd like to think that they cast her specifically because of that or that's what they were actively looking for it's just like hmm. we need someone who's a good actress and someone who's very well trained in martial arts yeah yeah. anything else is just a bonus <laughs> it works it just works yeah but I mean she was you know she was sarcastic she was dry she was flirty and charming and you know but when it came down to it she was full of anger and hate and yeah. god damn it she could beat ass the one thing I don't get is, and um, we won't focus too much on the on the last episode because obviously it's quite early on. But you know, on the on, on the rooftop fight um, with Nobu, when, uh, when Daredevil knocks his, um, I don't know what it's called, but it's like a spear thing with the with the blades on the end. Yeah, um, and he knocks it to the floor right next to Electra. Why the fuck doesn't she pick that up? Well, wasn't she fighting someone else? Well, she was fighting a, a whole load of people, but she had plenty of opportunity to get that and use that for her advantage. Yeah, I know, but the last thing that Daredevil would want is to pick up another deadly weapon and just start flailing it around. No, no, Electra to pick it up, I mean. No, no, that's what I mean. He doesn't want her to kill. I think he wants her to kill the hand. Fucking <laughs> Jesus. I, no, I think, especially in that last episode, it sort of got to the point where it's just like, well, I'm not killing anyone. But I'm not going to stop you two. <laughs> it's yeah, it's got to the point now. It's just like, oh god. Okay, well, it is fairly useful if you're killing these people because it means I don't have to fight them all at the same time. The, the thing is, though, we, we, no matter who it is, what hero you put on that roof, they would kill them. 
this is getting, they're, they're gonna kill me, they're gonna kill you. We just need to fight them and put them down or kill them. Yeah. There's only no so many people you can knock out. Exactly. And that, I think that was the beauty of that episode, where um, it, it was like you say, it literally got to the point where Matt's just like, Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care anymore. But I do want to talk um, about that last episode, specifically that scene, um, mm. and a few things that annoyed me about it later on, though. So oh. Don't worry about that one. Um, speaking of um, Matt and Electra's relationship, though, how do you feel about the development of the relationship with Karen and Matt? I, I liked it, but it didn't seem... There's not like there, there was a few flirty moments in season one, and they were very natural. Yeah, I don't know what it was with the with the moments in season two. It was just very fucking forced, and it. it, it I, I don't know what I, I can't put a finger on what what annoyed me the most with it. And it wasn't a it wasn't a deal breaker. It was fine, and I got on with it. But knowing that a lecture was going to be in in the show, it was like well. This isn't going to last, is it? <laughs> At least for this season. Um, I mean, obviously they do go on and have a very big, big relationship in the comics. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, that's the thing I was going to actually... Well, I wasn't going to mention, but I will not. Do you think they're going to go down the same route as the comics with Karen? Like, like the drugs and the porn industry and stuff? I, I really like them too. Um, simply for the fact that I think it would just raise another challenge. Um, you know, because I quite like the fact that Matt was just getting just so overwhelmed. You know, he's got like this impossible mystic war that he still doesn't really know what the hell he's what his part in it is that he's having to fight. He's got Electra turning up saying, "So we're going to go and break into this party tonight. All it's full with Yakuza. You come in," and he's just like, "Oh god damn it! I've got work tomorrow." And then he's got to defend a mass murderer in the middle of losing his business as well. Like there is so much on him, and then like his one sort of glimpse of hope is sort of Karen and you know that date I really like that date that they went on and it, it, it was good with the, yeah, the curry and, you know yeah. I was just like I'd really like to go on a date in a place like that it looks really nice it's you know it's a proper cosy sort of environment yeah um, and then you know for, for her to be his sort of like last bastion of like oh god at least I've got you and then for her to just lose it yeah and then he just he, then he's really got to step things up as to you know does he just abandon her, you know does he give up on Daredevil a bit to take care of her and get her back on the straight and narrow? That's something I'd like to see, and I want to see if they if they want to continue the Matt and Karen relationship, I want them to focus on that and either keep Electra out of the picture or it's her trying to sort of claw her way back into his life and he's just like no no, I'm taking care of Karen at the moment, hmm. in the same way that when Karen uh, when Electra was stabbed. And he was just doing, he was stopping everything just to take care of her. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see the flip side of that. And, like, because Karen's just like, who the fuck's this woman? What is going on? And, but again, it's it's one of those things where he, he could have just said, she's an old friend, there's a mystic war, she was stabbed, I'm taking care of her. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe not that dryly, but. But that would have stopped her, that would have taken her, that would have taken him five seconds and stopped her from walking out the door. Yeah. Because then she's just like, well, I don't know what was going on there because he didn't tell me. And as everyone does in TV shows, they just stand there in silence yeah, instead of just going, no, no, I can explain exactly what's going on. Yeah. We used to sleep together. She's a maniac, <laughs> but she's also a ninja. 
and this guy over here, he's also a ninja, and he's blind, and he trained me. Now everyone's acquainted, this is Karen. <laughs> also, I'm Daredevil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that probably would have, yeah. But Good point. I'm not being funny. Now, obviously Karen's never met Sticks before. Oh, she's never met Alexa before. But if I had walked in, and Sticks was there, and then some bird was in a bed, looking pretty rough as shit, I wouldn't automatically assume he'd slept with her. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't have, that wouldn't have been my first thought. I'd have certainly asked, what's going on? Jeez, yeah. is she all right? Yeah, I'd have, I'd have asked questions instead of going, Foggy, really need your help. Bye. Yeah. It, it just seems a bit of an overreaction. And bear in mind, they've been on one date at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is true. So, but I, mm. I suppose, obviously, Matt's also got the reputation. He's a bit of a lazy man, isn't he? Well, he's, yeah. he's a gorgeous man, man. Well, see, now, I'm no, I'm no stranger to saying how attractive men are. Henry Cavill, um, Hugh Jackman. Henry Cavill, Hugh Jackman is my... I would gladly turn gay for Hugh Jackman. Not an option, but okay. It, it will be one day. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, but, uh, like, Zoe um, is... She quite likes Charlie Cox. Yeah, I do. But looking at, she only likes him because she really likes Daredevil, and it's just kind of it's it's kind of like what we were saying earlier about you don't have to get a, a gorgeous woman to play the role of a lecturer, just as long as she can act well, um, and then that that attraction will just will just blossom naturally. Yeah, I, I, she plays character well, and I think that's Char it, that's Zoe's reasoning with Charlie Cox. I mean, he's not he's not grotesque by any means, but he's no Stephen Amell. Do you know what? I'll give you that. I think it's because I, I well, for one, I absolutely prefer him as an actor to Stephen Amell. Oh, yeah, acting-wise, fucking Christ, yes. <laughs> he, he's amazing. I mean, he's not blind, but I forget that constantly. That must be so hard, though. It, honestly, I, I wouldn't even want to put myself in that kind of position. Mm. Um, but it's just a testament where he'll sort of be running across a building or something or like when he's he's walking up an alleyway and then he'll just throw his stick and just run and like flip over a, a railing and I'm just like yeah. oh yeah he's blind isn't he yeah. shit wow it, I totally it, forgot and it's all especially in season one when they do it um, when they'd be fighting and you would forget he was blind because of the way he's fighting and then he'd stop because he'd have to listen to where they were coming from yeah. and then he'd start fighting and he's like he's blind fucking hell <laughs> actually speaking of that um, the one thing I did love is when the hand adapted to Daredevil senses yeah and they put their swords away and then he's just like what the fuck and he's just swinging blindly exactly <laughs> but then he's got Stick talking to him in the next room and he's just like uh, listen for their heartbeat listen for their breathing yeah and they'll have to exhale and then he just as soon as he can pick up on that that's when he can see them again basically um, I just thought that was so clever like there was a lot of clever planning and just action work that's gone into this season as a whole that entire scene, though, I mean, like when when Matt finally rescues Sticks, and he's just like, "Such a good Murdy, I'm proud of you." And it's like the first time he's like genuinely been nice to to Matt. Yeah. And then Alexa's there, and he's like, "You idiot! They've come for her." He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> they followed you here." He's <laughs> like, "For fuck's sake! You can't get a break." <laughs> but I genuinely like that's where it's a case of she wants to kill Sticks, and he's like. No, yeah, no. he talks her out of it. Yeah, yeah, 
and then even with the realization that she is this this the key to all of this and then she obviously she gets confused that kind of wrapped itself up rather quickly it must be said well where she was on on the fence and then it was just nah fuck it i'll save sticks Okay. Well, again, though, it's the sort of it, that's again, it's the power that Matt has over her. Yeah, because it, it he's he's so. the one who's just staring at her, just going, "I know you're better than this. I know that you don't have to be this person. You can be with me, and we will stop this in our own way." And she's just like, "If you have got that much faith in me, then maybe I can. I'm not, yeah. a, you know, I'm not a super weapon that's been made." Um, so I, I, I just think that honestly, I think that the both of them again it's just I really want Matt and Karen to start it's only because I want them to sort of go the way that they have in the comics just sort of see how that plays out but I just love the chemistry between Matt and Electra in this do, do you reckon uh, obviously she's going to be she's going to be revived oh, of course uh, she is actually she's going to come, she's going to come back um, do you think they're going to miss that for the next season and focus on maybe Fisk coming out of prison or um, maybe just a, introducing another villain into the mix or do you think they're just going to stick with a lecturer um, maybe have just an antagonist for the show uh, for the season but focusing more on the, the revival of a lecturer um, honestly I wouldn't want them to do anything with a lecturer at this point no um, I, I don't I think they should leave if they kill her off in the end of this season and then bring her back in the start of the next season it's just like what's the point yeah there's, there's no Either leave it till the very end, or just leave it till the season after that. Or if she's having her own show, she can be revived in her own show, and then that can be her fighting her way out of whatever resurrection place they've got her in. That'd, that'd be a much better way to do it. And exactly. Then once she's out, she could pop back into Daredevil. Exactly. Whatever, I mean, the Punisher and Elektra have both had a, a great starting point for both of their own shows. You know, I, I honestly, I mean, I know, I know we're going to jump into into the Punishers. Uh, character more deeply but John Bernthal's just his take on the Punisher was the most fleshed out and humanised version I've ever seen yeah by far um, I know there's not been that many but no I mean this I think this is kind of it was sort of answering your sort of concerns about it though because mm, yeah. the, the fact is you know it's he's a very simple character in terms of origin and uh, motivation you know yeah he's just a guy who was in the military um he lost his family in a shooting in central park with a bunch of mobsters he took it upon himself to get rid of all crime he just kills everyone that's yeah. all you need to know yeah but and, and, and again that was that was not i mean that was the issue i had but it, it was one that you agree i mean you were a massive ridiculously big punisher fan yeah, but, but even, even you agreed that, that that's not basis for a show. No, 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 Can't not at all. people shooting people all the time. Exactly, because eventually you would just run out of bad guys because you couldn't have yeah. him lose because then if he gets killed, show's over. Yeah, it's done. But yeah. I, I think that, although it's it's not a side of the Punisher that I'm used to, is sort of seeing this emotional side of him with, you know, him breaking down about his kids. You know he has flashbacks about, yeah, about his kids in, in, in an almost sort of um, post-traumatic stress disorder kind of way. You know, he just sees something that will remind him of his family or their execution or something like that. And then that will just disorientate him for a few seconds. You know, in a sort of Batman, you know, uh, his parents yeah, getting with, killed. With the Waynes, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So, 
to see him, you know, in a hospital bed, you know, crying about his kids, or like when you know Matt has pulled him out of um, the uh, the kitchen Irish torture place. Yeah. Um, and he's just sort of again, he's just sort of again, it's like a fifteen minute talk about just sort of how he misses his family and it was uh, fucking deep. <laughs> yeah, it was super deep. <laughs> but the fact is, though, it was that that alone that just sort of made Daredevil just realise it's like he's not a bad guy. You know, he's what he's doing is wrong, and he needs to go to prison for it. Yeah, but he's doing it for the right yeah, reasons. Yeah, he's not a he's not a criminal. He's not a monster. Yeah, it's, well, it's like he says when he's when he's talking to Karen, um, and she says like, "Like you, you took a shot at me in the hospital." It's like if I if I took a shot at you, you'd be dead. Yeah, um, he was just not firing blindly, but he was he knew he wasn't going to kill anyone shooting through like the windows and stuff that he was shooting at in the hospital. But he he was using a shotgun. Yeah, they, that's not that's, exactly accurate, though, is it? That's literally what I was going to pick up on him. Like, he, he he might be a fucking brilliant military tactician and an excellent marksman, but when you're shooting a shotgun in an enclosed area, <laughs> yeah, at that kind of range, <laughs> yeah, it's, you'll get both of them. You're lucky that you didn't get any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that that could be the argument that you could make, though, is that he was just going in to make some noise to freak this guy out to get him on the run, yeah, in order to because that, that's what he was doing. He was set set up this trap that was set for yeah. him, you know. Um. But, okay, so enough about him anyway, like I say. Yeah, we'll move on to it. Uh, there's a few other things we want to cover first, and then we'll sort of get into him. Mainly for the fact that he's the, just the bit I want to talk about all day long, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in terms of um, actual performances um, by all of the crew, um, so all the cast, sorry. I'm not sure how well the crew... <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure they all did a bang-up job. Yeah. They all deserve their bacon sandwiches for that. Um, but in terms of their actual delivery, the lines, the dialogue. I mean, obviously the dialogue that can't be blamed for, but do you think there were any kind of um, missed beats? Do you think there was any sort of stupid or unnecessary dialogue? Do you think that they did a good job with what they were given, basically? Yes. Good. Very good job. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I I really wanted to... Because this was actually a question I was going to ask you. Oh, okay. And I couldn't think of an answer, if I'm totally honest. Um, okay, well, what's your, what's your question then? Fire away. No, that was going to be a question in basically a sense of is there anything that really bugged you to the point that you would have changed it, whether it was something that was said, something, an action, or just just the way a certain scene... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the only thing stuff. that really bugs me at the moment about season one and season two is this whole Black Sky prophecy and this mystic war uh, between the chaste and the hand. Hmm. Because I still have absolutely no idea what's going on. Um, I only know now that Electra's the Black Sky. We still don't know what that is. I thought it was some sort of bloody bomb or something originally. Um, or like some sort of cyber virus or something like that. Now we've got these 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 young people who have been drained of their blood. Their blood's been replaced with something. Something's clearly been grown in their system. And their blood's being drained to be used in that resurrection chamber. No explanation for that. They dug a massive hole in New York. No explanation for that. So there's little things like that where I'm just sort of like, are you going to cover this at any point? Or yeah. what's with the hole? <laughs> what, what was in the hole? Come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's... See, I don't know with a lot of this stuff. It's, it's like stuff like that I can, I can take on board because in a, in a fashion, it's it kind of just plays into that this isn't just another Marvel TV show these mystical elements give way to allowing it a broader audience with 
the MCU in the sense that you've got like, fantastical characters like, like Doctor Strange and even to a, another degree stuff like Ultron um, and obviously and shit I forgot his name Vision mm. and just including mystical elements in Daredevil instantly makes you even if for whatever reason you forgot you just go oh shit yeah stuff like that can exist yeah that's the thing I, I think I, I, I did kind of want them to touch especially with like Madame Gao and stuff I wanted them to cover the sort of the magic hmm. and no one has specifically said magic is real spells are real curses are real magic yeah. is definitely a thing and it can be used and now I don't know if they're just waiting maybe for Doctor Strange to come out and then people go, oh, okay, so people can use magic in this world. And then they can go, okay, this is how Electra was brought back. The big hole was a big mystic hole to a demon portal dimension and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then explain the whole lot. And people go, oh, okay, that makes sense now. But I, I want to see Ghost, fucking Ghost Rider crawl out of that hole. That would be amazing. Too. Can you imagine that? Jesus Christ, that would be ridiculous. the end of season two. It's just Ghost Rider's chain just whipping up. And then he's flaming skull just sort of peeking up. And that was it. It just ends. Oh. Oh, see, man. now... I think Ghost Rider would be way better suited to, to a Netflix show. Okay, than, well, than here we film. are. 30th of March, half past nine, p.m. Um, 2016, in, year of do. 2016, <laughs> year of do, year of prophecy. Um, we're going to call that in either Iron Fist or... Oh, fuck it, we'll keep it broad. I'm going to say Iron Fist because Iron Fist is way more mystical than any of the others, like Luke mm. Cage, Punisher and stuff. So, Iron Fist... Primarily, however, for the potential for if Electro gets her own show or Jessica Jones or whatever, any of them, any of the Netflix Marvel shows, Ghost Rider will appear. Hey, Disney have got the license back. Absolutely. So Nicholas Cage is probably not doing anything at the moment. Get him no. back in. Let's, no. <laughs> let's have another go with Nick Cage. Come on, let's do it. Speaking of, um, just back to. The original question. Oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah. what, what was the question? Excuse, Ghost Rider. And <laughs> um, one thing I would change is why am I confused that Stone wasn't in season two after we saw him at the end of season fucking one? Yeah, that when um, Stick was back. Yeah. Um, I, I was kind of expecting Stone because he's a member of the, of the chase. Yeah, or at least him with um, in the flashback scene where Stick is training Electra. Yeah. some sort of reference to him there or you know something but again that's it's an odd one that he's not there but you know if he's going to be setting up Iron Fist show or something like that but a callback because by the time if they do put him into Daredevil season 3 and nothing else people will have forgotten who the fuck he is by that point Yeah, people that's won't that's know the relevance thing. but I suppose the good thing about that is is that they gave him nothing to do he was just there he was just sat there well he he is one of the uh He's part of the Resurrection Act for bringing Electra back. Yeah, but I mean, no, no, no. In terms of the show, we, he hasn't done anything. No, we literally see the back of him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it, even if they don't put him in for another season or two, then they don't have to explain as to why there's been a huge gap without this guy showing up. They could just say, yeah, he's, a, he's a mystic guy. They sit around doing nothing for ages. Does what he wants. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, I'll allow that then. Hmm. Um, so we do keep track of time. Um, we shall have two more questions and then we'll move on to punishing. Okay, cool. So, your question, sir. Um, with all of the conspiracy stuff that's going on, um, mm -hmm. there's a lot of mob shootings, there's a blacksmith, there's a whole lot of sort of 
calling people's bluffs and all that sort of stuff going on. Do you think that the amount of plots that they put in there... I mean, we've already said that we think that whatever they've done was handled well. Mm. Um, do you think, however, because obviously there's a lot going on, you know, there's the things with the mob, there's the things with Foggy's old friend who used to be a biker gang member who's, you know, disappeared or something, who again is someone who was killed in the comics. Mm. Um, you know, with all of these different sort of story arcs that are all going on at the same time, as good as they are individually, and as well as they all fit together, um, are there any of that you would have liked to have seen removed? You just think that's a bit pointless. No point in putting that in there. It's just wasting time from something a bit more important. Um, not necessarily pointless. I thought. I mean, it was a nice break. Um, the episode where it was a pretty slow episode where they Matt and uh, Karen had the date. Yeah. Not a lot really happened, but it was a good change of pace. Um, but I'm still confused to fuck as to because the. The blacksmith that I am familiar with is Skrull. Yeah, he's, a, he's an alien, yeah. Yeah, so... I don't I think don't, he's an alien. <laughs> no, I'm not saying he's an alien, but I mean, as far as I'm aware, there's only... Um, including the, including the blacksmith that's a Skrull, there's only three other blacksmiths, and none of them are any part of the Punisher stories. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to someone else about the exact same thing um, after they'd watched it, um, and like, as far as... Um, again, the both of us were aware. I, my only knowledge of the blacksmith was as a scroll. Yeah. Um, but I think they may have just picked a name at random. I mean, it's possible that it is just another. Yeah, it's uh, just not related to anything. I mean, they can't reveal that this guy's a scroll. No, they won't. I mean, that would just be. It was like, whoa, okay, they're bringing people back from the dead. We kind of get that. This old lady can punch this guy across the room. We get that. There's a blind ninja. We get that. Aliens that can shapeshift into bodies and fight in the army. No, I'm out. No. <laughs> I'm out. There's only, a, there's only so much crazy they can get away with. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly think it's just something they like a moniker that they've either assigned at random or they've just recognised the symbolism to maybe another blacksmith who's, you know, has a similar sort of criminal heroin dealing past or the equivalent of and just thrown it in there as a little easter egg or something because I, I can't see it just being a random name they came up with and then the, sh- we've already got a character called Blacks because it's Marvel <laughs> they still had a yeah. hand in making the show so it, I mean it's... I don't know it could be a real world um, thing you know there might have been an actual drug lord in the real world who's called well, the blacksmith well the scroll is it's, it's like Earth 6 6 something so this could just be Earth, whatever. Yeah. So I can let it go, but um, I honestly, there's nothing I would really take out. Um, it was the only thing that bugged me to the point where I was confused was was the blacksmith thing. Yeah. To be totally honest, um, I'd have liked a little bit more of Fisk, but I, I do think. It was just the right amount. Uh, yeah, I think he was utilised really well in this. Yeah. He didn't, did. You didn't want to have him in to overshadow anyone else. The, the because one that, thing... you know he would have done that. Oh yeah, definitely. He's, he's phenomenal fucking. He's really well played. Yeah. Um, I did mention to you um, that when um, Frank heads into the into the prison yard and you just see some guy pumping iron, mm-hmm. you're not sure who he is until he turns around. I did think it was going to be the Russian. 
and Frank would just go be basically sent in there to get battered. <laughs> but then I was glad it wasn't it was first because hey, I, I don't know that could have gone either way for me. I said I would have been really happy if it had been the Russian. I would have been like, oh, what a bad guy to throw it in, brilliant. Yeah. But he's not the Punisher yet, so he no. wouldn't have the Russian as an enemy. Yeah, exactly. But the fact that it was Fisk, it's just like, why would you call him there? He's like, he's the last person that you want in a locked workout yard with you because he'll just go all banshee on you and he'll put your head on a barbell and snap your face in half. See, that that was a disappointing fight. What, when he just leathers him? Yeah. <laughs> it's Kingpin, man. You can't just, just send someone in there without a gun to beat him up. But, no, but I mean, like, I mean, obviously, he had just been... <laughs> Fucking battered, like taking all them people out in the cell. But yeah. When King no, no, that was that was after that. No, that was in. Uh... No, because he goes to visit him in confinement, doesn't he? That's when Kingpin and Puncher have their fight. No, no, don't they? Don't they have a bit of a tussle when they meet the first time? When he says, "This is what I want you to do." Why is he in confinement? No, he's I'm just sure he's in the he's in the workout yard, and they. No, not that bit. I mean, when he goes through and he stabs everyone. Yeah. And then he gets put into the confinement and then Kingpin goes in and he's like, well, this is unexpected. Oh, yeah, you were supposed to... Yeah, I know what you, you mean, yeah. That that bit went... Then Pear have a, like a little fight. Right, okay. But, yeah, that's the thing. The Punisher just seems to get continually beaten throughout this. Like, it doesn't <laughs> matter how good he's being or, like, how many people he's killed or whatever. He's rarely in a scene where he hasn't had the shit kicked out of him, yeah. and he's just back up on his horse with a machine gun again. <laughs> That's why I used to say we're gonna have to talk about Punisher then. Okay, yeah, fuck it's it. It's been Let's nearly an hour, it. yeah, and we, and we need. I need to get this Punisher off my chest. <laughs> First off, oh wait, no, you've got another question yet. Oh, I have. What did you think about the Punisher? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, oh, it's not a question, but it's something I want to bring up. Okay. Um, uh, when um, Electra gets killed, yep, and uh, De- uh, Punisher shoots them two hand uh, members, yep, um, just as they're about to get Daredevil, mm-hmm. and he just stops and then carries on, goes after Nobu. Do you think he intentionally meant to kill him when, like, because obviously he strangles him, and it seems like he snaps his neck before he lets him fall. Or do you think he knew he wouldn't die, that's why he did it? Uh, yeah, I'd like to think that, because he was just like, well, I set you on fire last time, and yeah. although I wasn't particularly happy about it, it happened. There we go. Turns out you can't die, or you can just get resurrected. So basically, I can do whatever the fuck I want to you. So I'll just yeah. launch you off this building, you're out of the way then, and then sticks down there and it's just like, yeah, see, not really. See, <laughs> that, that bit, because when he woke up, I was just like, fuck, just fuck him off already, it's annoying now. Season three, here we come. And then he literally turns around and it's like, stay down, asshole. <laughs> just <laughs> chopped his head off. I was like, ah. Oh, Pretty sure brilliant. even he can't come back from that one. Unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, the question I'm going to just wrangle from that is, are you glad Nobu possibly won't come back? Because to be honest, in, in he one had way, not I am. To do in this exactly. In one way, in the first one, he had a vested interest in Fisk's plan, which is why he was getting himself involved. And he yeah. was just like, fucking hell, I'll take this guy out, just leave him to me. This time, he just seemed to be sort of just a soldier basically sent after him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because he's such an equal to. But the fact is, though, 
you know, he, he wasn't equal. He was actually kicking the shit out of Daredevil the first season. Yeah. This this time, the first time around, um, he throws him off that um, like platform, mm. and he just sort of splats. So I was just like, okay, Daredevil's clearly got better, and he could just beast this guy. Mm. And then it comes to it again, and then he beats him again when he comes to throwing him off that roof. With, with pretty little ease. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, well, if he was to come back in the next season, what what would be the point if you know if Matt is just training harder and harder and getting better and better? Yeah. Eventually yeah. he won't become a threat, he'll just become another member of the hand. Just a nuisance, basically. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm glad that they killed him off. Um, now I just want a new, tougher challenge to rise. I want a new ninja for him yeah. to go up against. Who will hand his fucking oh, ass that's to him? Stone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bring in Stone and he can just wipe the floor with Matt. It's, it's like when you're fighting a boss on a boss level for the first time and yeah. he just fucking wipes you out. And then when you start figuring out his sort of tactics and stuff, then that's when you can come back and pull it back. That's yeah, how I like these things developing. Finally. And then yeah, the actual boss like, comes in. <laughs> you're like, no! Damn you, gym leaders. <laughs> so, with that said and done, yeah. Mr. Frank Castle makes his um, his Netflix appearance. Yeah. He was alright, wasn't he? Yeah, so sad. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Yeah, I absolutely loved him. Um, I, I mean, we've said... Since since he was first cast, we was pretty hopeful. Uh, not hopeful. Um, positive, shall we say? Reasonably positive he's going to do quite a good job. Absolutely, yeah. But I'll be totally honest. He's far exceeded what I expected would be good. Um, it, also because he's he's given. It's not necessarily a brand new take on the character because ultimately it's got the same origin. And it's the same fucking kick-ass Punisher mm. that everyone knows and despises. <laughs> despises, yeah. But like like I mentioned earlier, for me personally, anyway, he's managed to make him just an actual person, mm. and it's not just a Terminator, basically. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not just this walking guy that people seem to forget is just a man. Yeah. Um, obviously, with the exception of the likes of Franken Castle, well, that, that's a different kettle of fish. Oh, I'd love to see Franken Castle. No, it? that would be amazing. <laughs> you imagine that Morbius and the Swamp Thing. Oh man, that'd be amazing. Do you think they'll do Morbius from the Spider-Man TV show where they wasn't allowed to say blood, so it had to be plasma, oh, and he sucked, and he sucked the plasma through his fingers? <laughs> uh, maybe, but that would be phenomenal. <laughs> probably not. I'm going to oh, say. Oh man, bloody hell. Um, sorry, Plasma Hell. Um, but no, and he, he, he is very fleshed out, and that bit where they're in the graveyard mm. after he's just been tortured and basically waiting for the police to come, that broke my fucking heart. Yeah. It was. I don't know what it was, it was just. I mean, John's a very good actor anyway, and I really liked him in Walking Dead. Granted, I haven't seen him in anything else. Uh, but he was in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I've not seen Wolf of Wall Street. Oh man, that's a really good film. He's really but, good in that as well. Proper funny. What I d- what has annoyed me of Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street is um, what's her name who's playing Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah, she's she, his wife. She does an amazing Harley Quinn voice in Wolf of Wall Street, but she doesn't <laughs> do it in fucking Suicide Squad. <laughs> it's time. character development, all new things. Shut up. <laughs> Don't defend them. Um, but no, but for me personally, this is again not a lot of stuff to go on but this is my favourite 
and take on the Punisher outside of the comics, obviously. Mm. Um, I didn't like him in the cartoons, and he had a stupid voice. He did have a stupid voice in a battle van. I really <laughs> don't need the battle van. And a bandana. Oh, God. <laughs> but no, but um, yeah, like all the films and whatnot. He, and he's fleshed him out to a point where he is not just a one-dimensional character anymore. Yeah. And that's something that was very important to me because if he was to go on and just be okay in season two of Daredevil, but he was just shooting people, there was no, there was no character development and he, he didn't flesh out the character. And then he got a spin-off season. Yeah, exactly. That, that could potentially affect Daredevil in the long run. Yeah. But the fact that he's done an amazing job and I will gladly watch a Punisher spin-off show knowing that it's in good hands. Do you know what? I've just thought of a, a perfect example as to what would have gone wrong um, if, if, like you say, um, they didn't... <laughs> no. <laughs> um, if if they had, hadn't flashed, uh, flashed him... <laughs> if they hadn't flashed him. <laughs> if they hadn't flashed him out as they had and actually gave him a character and, you know, like you say, reminding people that he is just a guy who's been through an incredible trauma... Um, you wouldn't have any context as to why he is. You wouldn't have any context as to why he wears the skull, basically. Yeah. And if there was a Punisher TV show off the back of that, do you know what you would have had? New Batman. Because Essentially, yeah. you would have no idea why he was as he was. It's 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 similar to the to what we said on the. I mean, again, we're not going to delve into it, but on the on Batman v Superman spoiler cast we did um, last week. Um, it was we could we can see we can sit there and go um, Zack Snyder actually said today um, I was watching on a video that uh, we basically was right this is a man this is a, a man who's lost Robin yeah. and it, it's just it's just sent him down the spiral path which is what, what we were saying <laughs> on the spoiler cast that from what we can gather from the little bits we were shown in the film is that Robin is the reason that Batman's turned into just a lot more lackadaisy with his rules yeah. and, and his ethics and with the Punisher we go well, he just goes and kills people you know that's not that's not a good guy I'm like yeah but he's, he's killing he's only killing bad people in a mm. sense that Dexter only kills bad people yeah. the only difference being Punisher lost his, his wife and his, and his kids and it's sent him down this path of extreme vigilantism and that's fine and we can get on board with that Yeah, people, people who don't know it's when it's explained. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. It's if because if Batman and Superman had had a scene in a graveyard where Batman was in tears about how he'd lost his Robin and how he'd lost his parents and yeah. that's why he'd lost his mind and started killing people, that would have been it. Would have been like yeah. brilliant. So you've explained it. it. That's now you've given me context. Take a sentence out, even if it's just Alfred in the Batcave. He's like, I know you haven't been the same since um, yeah. the death of. Master Todd. Master Todd or whoever, whoever Robin they decides to fucking kill off. Um, and then everyone else go, ah. Yeah, that's what. Oh, okay. That, that's all it that's Exactly. All it take. But I mean, they, they took the time to craft a beautiful scene, you know, well, two beautiful scenes where, you know, they're just like, well, in the first one, obviously, he's got him chained to a, a wall. And he's just like, you just need to stay out of my way, mate. <laughs> I'm going to get this done whether you do it on, you know, whether you want to be in the way or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not going to kill you because you're not a bad guy. Simple as. But you need to understand why I do what I do. Hence, you have a gun strapped to your hand. Here's a guy <laughs> who's a murderer. 
um, you know, this guy that you were trying to defend. Obviously, he didn't know he was trying to defend him, but that's even more conflict for Matt to deal with. So being able to just put him in that position and just say, you need to experience this, you know. Yeah. You, you know, you can't sit there and preach unless you've been in the, the position I had. You have to choose. Either you shoot him or you shoot me. Yeah. That's, that's the only way out of this. And then obviously it's just like, I'll daredevil myself out of this yeah. one. <laughs> Wiggity waggity woo, like. bang, shoot the chain. <laughs> well, I mean, like, Daredevil needs a catchphrase. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be that. <laughs> Wiggity waggity woo. Amazing. As he's swinging from a building. Wiggity waggity woo. And just lands you know on your head. You know what it should be? He like goes in, infiltrates like a lair, takes out all the fucking. The, like there's fucking thousands of hand ninjas in there. Takes them all out and stands over. Even I didn't see that coming. <laughs> it would have to be a blind gag. It would. Yeah. <laughs> but no one else would know he was blind, so they're like, we want a better. That's a thought, actually. Did Punisher see him? You know when he was like, sniping on the roof, and obviously he hasn't got his, Naboo's kicked his helmet off. Yeah. And Punisher's looking down the scopes at him. Do you think he could tell it was Matt Murdock? I think it was left ambiguous for a reason. Yeah. Because um, he, he gives that, because he looks through, doesn't he? And it I know, shows but he, he says, I'll, "I'll catch you later, Red." Yeah. So it, it could be just that sort of like, you know, he knows who he is, but it's just like, I, I don't know Matt Murdock. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I know Daredevil, and I, yeah. I've come to trust him. So I don't care who you are. When you've got the mask on, I'm, I'm down. Um, but in terms of this portrayal of the Punisher, actually, sorry, I just remembered a line. Jesus Christ, I was just about to go into it then. Sorry, I just want to Fuck say... Fuck me, it. get on with um, it. Well, Punky says, doesn't he? Because he says, like, why didn't you take my mask off? I don't care who you are. Yeah, that was so good. It's just like, <laughs> I don't care. Why would I care? <laughs> it's like, it's all about you. Fuck's sake. Well, sorry, as you were saying. Uh, yeah, so in terms of um, Johnny Bertnall's portrayal, um, as his Twitter handle is, <laughs> um, I think that... In order to get the Punisher onto a Netflix TV show, to do it well, in order to build up a character that you could then develop a series around, um, I think he's been written and portrayed pretty much perfectly. Yeah. In terms of saying, this is a guy, like you said, this is a guy I would happily watch a solo season of. Just him, now I know who he is, now I know what he does, just him trying to get justice for his family. Yeah. Especially and just now tearing through people. people. Oh god, yeah, Micro is going to be a fucking. Oh, it's going to be a joy. He's got, he's got to be. There's got to be a, a, a spin-off. Got there to has be. to be now, yeah. Now, now they brought Micro into it, and he's, he's got the score and everything. Yeah, I mean, I was a bit gutted that. Uh, I'll get into that in a sec. Anyway, um, <laughs> in terms of <clears throat> the most accurate Punisher I've seen, I would still say that Ray Stevenson from Punisher Warzone. Um, I, th- I still think because he's older. He's bigger, and he doesn't say shit. Say it now. I think that I, the movie itself is not good. Don't so get me wrong. That's the problem I have with it, because it's such a bad movie. I can't even take it. I mean, I did... No, the um, bloody acting for... It's basically everyone except Micro, um, the uh, Hispanic dude, the gangbanger, who basically ends up helping him out, hmm. and um, the, the Punisher... All the other acting performances, I just really can't fucking stand. So I, I just really, I just. Job. Sorry. I, I actually think. Um, oh, what's his name? Shit, the bed. From the first one. Dolph Lundgren. 
No, 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 not the, not the first one. The uh, one before Warzone. Oh, uh, Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane. I actually think Thomas Jane was better in Dirty Laundry <laughs> than, than Warzone. Uh, so it basically, if you took Thomas Jane and put him in the violence of Warzone, but took all the other actors out of Warzone and replaced them with, like, real actors. <laughs> yeah, actual actors. Then that would be a film you'd be into. Possibly, yeah. Okay, yeah. But, on the same breath, I would much rather just watch a Netflix show starring John <laughs> I Yeah, I, I'm more than happy with how he is. I I mean, his introduction was just beautiful. Like, the, the first... The, like the first half of the first episode was just setting him up and you, every time they were just like oh there's this paramilitary squad that have just been wiping out people left right and centre there's nothing we can do about them and I was just like <laughs> it's not a squad it's just one guy it's just one guy and then it, it, like uh, Matt goes into that fucking oh that opening scene though when, when all the the Irish gangsters are in the bar and they just get blown yeah. away and then like Matt goes in and there's just like teeth just sort of like lodged in the bar because like some guy's heads exploded um so it's still setting up this sort of like oh you know what, what who are these people you know they're, they're coming in and just blowing away a competition you know they thought it was a gangster or whatever and then like when he goes to that fucking meat locker and then he just finds all those guys that have just been hung up on meat hooks and their stomachs slit open and just left to die i was just like that isn't just a murderer that is punishment yeah. he knows who they are he's doing this on purpose because that's what they deserve you know, they're like the the cartel, you know, sort of running drugs and money and human slaves and whatever. Mm. And it's just all built up and built mm. up. And then, you know, that that guy finally says, it's not a guy, you know, it's not a team. It's, it's just one guy. And then it just cuts to Frank's boots just walking in that hospital. Um, and then it's just the back of his head. I was just like, oh, I got goosebumps. I was just like, that's how you do it. That was amazing. It was very fucking well done. Um, do you remember ages ago when we were talking about, um, this was before... We even knew the punishment was going to be in it when we were speculating. Mm. Um, and you said it'd be ace if they did a scene. Um, I'm not sure what, what comic book you actually... You um, were, I think you this was Civil to. War. I think we might have been talking about... Um, I, I know exactly what you're going to say. Um, with someone getting shot and then just in the black shadows, you just see the Punisher skull. No, 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 no. Oh, right. Okay, go on. Where he set up all the stuff outside the bar. There's like, there's like, I'm sure he was on like a mini gun or something that was set up outside the bar. Oh, right. Uh, no, I know the one you mean. This is from um, In the Beginning. <clears throat> uh, basically, it's it's the, it's the basically the opening scene from Warzone. Um, there's, there's an old gangster who has... Uh, it's his birthday, and there's like all these mobsters there all sort of wishing this guy a happy birthday. And the Punisher's set up like the entire outside, the back garden of like this, this mansion. It's just like his kill zone. And he, he just walks into this party, just walks up to this old guy. People are sort of still sort of like, wait, what? And then he just shoots this old guy in the face and kills him. Walks back out as everyone's still reeling. It's like, what the fuck? And then once he's outside, that's when they sort of collect themselves. They grow a pair of balls and they all run out after him. And outside, he's just got like a like a helicopter machine gun and just <laughs> mows everybody down. And there's like Claymore mines set up all over the place and everyone's just getting blown apart. And I was kind of hoping for that kind of a setup. Like, cause the, the thing is, though, he set up his whole capture with the Irish gang. That, oh, that is the strategist that I love. Yeah. Like he got himself captured. He went through torture. He went through all of that just so we could have a face-to-face meeting with the guy who may have been responsible. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> yeah, and then he he finally just like breaks everyone apart, 
and then he's just got that shotgun like pointed at that guy's face and he was like I'd set all this all up just so I could have a meeting with you and I was just like oh yes that's because he's fucking clever he's not just is a Terminator he's only stood up though when he's like the the, uh, the Irish guy's like shouting for help and then like the people have come through the door he doesn't even look and he just points the gun out and shoots <laughs> <Yeah, it's> <laughs> <laughs> but when when he starts shooting through the walls and he's like just fucking killing everyone I honestly thought he'd got something set up outside and I was like Dan is going to shit his fucking pants no I knew, I knew this was just a like because we'd seen that in the in the trailer mm. um, and because there was a guard outside as well that thing, I don't know if he killed or if he just left but either way I'm pretty um, sure he killed <laughs> but it's in the middle of the street there'd be too many civilian casualties if he set up explosives and stuff which yeah. is why when he's on that boat you know he's more than happy for everything to blow up because it doesn't matter because there's no one around that's another point when Daredevil um, is telling him that this isn't the blacksmith and it's like almost like Franco's just trying to convince himself it is it's yeah I, I, I finally just, got it enough Fuck yeah this. yeah <laughs> that was quite interesting yeah I mean there's there's one scene that I do want to talk about that really annoyed me about the Punisher um, and that was as I said it was the last episode one of the last scenes where Matt and Electra are sat in that corridor and they're just like there's like 30 guys on the roof there's like a whole bunch of guys coming up from below us trying to get us we've got to get out of here we've got to go out we've got to face them and I was just like oh, this is great they're going to go out because this is like literally just after we've seen him the Punisher kill the blacksmith beautifully by the way in that sort of Deadpool way it's just like you can't talk me out of this do you have any idea what I've just had to do to get here in the first place <laughs> bang okay let's move on but then he finds that whole back room full of guns. Yeah. And then in the corner is a minigun. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, yes! So as soon as they're saying, we've got to get out there, there's, there's, I can hear them all, there's a bunch of them, but we're just going to have to go out there and we're going to have to fight together. And she's like, okay, let's do it. And then they run out and then it's just that big line of people, like all those fucking ninjas there. And I just wanted just Frank, just on the roof opposite, just to <laughs> whip that minigun over and just... And just cut everyone in half. Yeah. But instead he had he got... a minigun and he didn't even fucking use it. He, he, showed a... up, he showed up way too late in that scene. He took a sniper and killed two people. <laughs> he, he, great shots, by the way. Like, literally, as they're swinging for him, just bang, yeah. gone. But, oh man, he, he that should have been the sort of culmination. It's it... Daredevil and Electra fighting back to back and Frank just wasting everyone else. What did annoy me, and it's not the fault of the show at all, but. There was a few times when you thought that that's the end of the Punisher, like when he got arrested. Yeah, I just thought, this. yeah, that's, he's oh, he's out of the season now. Fucking yeah. hell, they've wrapped that up in four episodes. But I was quite, I was kind of glad that they did. Like, no, because I'm, gl- I'm glad it didn't just span over all thirteen episodes. Yeah, I didn't want to just become obsessed with just what he was up to. Yeah, but I, it ruined it because I always knew that it wasn't the end. Because of the pictures we'd seen of him with the Punisher skull and the minigun and the minigun yeah. and seeing the uh, the when he tweeted the photo of the uh, yeah the, 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 the armory like the armory bit yeah, yeah. we haven't seen that bit yet and it's exactly the same as the Last of Us when spoilers um, <laughs> when you when you led to believe that Joel's dead after yeah. he fell and impaled himself yeah now he's um, hunting yeah but because of the amount of fucking previews and trailers and stuff that there were it's like 
Well, I haven't, I haven't seen Joel in the blue shirt, so I know he's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's just stuff like that that not, not ruins it. It's just like the suspense is gone. Like killing Superman. There's no suspense. Yeah. It's pointless. Yeah. And, but it, granted, in this, this was just a case of that was just marketing. Yeah. And obviously, as soon as people saw him with the skull, it was like, he, yeah, he's, he's the punishing. Yeah. I mean, I, I still don't think that he's old enough, and I still don't think that he's big enough to be a comic accurate Punisher. The fact is though, you're not gonna find anyone who's that big. And not secondly, much. because the Punisher from the majority of the comics is a very, very veteran Punisher. Yeah. You know, he, he, you know, he can just go into a club and just, like there's, there's um, in the Kitchen Irish, like, cause Kitchen Irish is a book as well in, in the Max series, which is yeah. a brilliant book. But Finn Cooley's in that, who gets his face shot off, who I think is not dead. And I think he's going to come back and he's going to be the main antagonist for the Punisher TV series, yeah. Netflix. 30th of March, you can quote me on that shit. <laughs> but basically, um, Finn has basically got his, his face blown off because he was a, like a bomber, uh, like a demolition, demolition expert. Yeah, in the IRA, um, which is why he wears a mask on his face. Now, the Punisher shot this guy in the face with a shotgun, but from my perspective, he shot him like towards the side of his face. So I think he's still alive, but because he's all scarred up, he has to wear the mask. He's not dead. Yeah. That's my. If it's anyone else, it's either going to be Jigsaw, it's going to be the Russian. It, it makes sense in a sense that like you're not showing that he's dead. Exactly. Obviously, well, I think no. I, just, 50, I think 50. <laughs> he shoots him in the face, and he's like on his, he's sort of like leaning on his right arm, and he shoots yeah. him in the face. And then when he turns around and he's walking, I think it's when he's talking to Daredevil. Um, Finn's rolled over, and he's like lying on his left arm instead. That's so as soon as I saw him move position, it could just be. But I'm, I'm going. No, he's still alive. He's a There's... good character. It'd be wise to use him. Absolutely, and I mean he was, he was reference. he was great in Kitchen Irish as well. I mean I, the thing is that you couldn't do the whole Kitchen Irish story because there's a lot of stuff in there, but you could do the full Kitchen Irish story in a Punisher series because then you could yeah. introduce the River Rats and you could introduce McGinty properly. Um, you know, and um, what was his name? Old Man Nesbit. Sharacons, you Sharacons, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Love that. Do that for sure. Um, but um, I was going to say, um, yeah, because in uh, Kitchen Irish, uh, he's oh piss! I forgot the point I was making now. <laughs> it's a great book. Read it. Just shut up and read it. I'll do it now. But. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have to wrap this up, young man. Yeah, okay. It's been a nearly an hour and a half. I know, so, and like I say, there's, there's barely we, even scratched yeah, it. We could go on for a long time, but all we can suggest is watch it. If you haven't yeah, watched it already, check it out. Brilliant series. Um, score, 1 to 10. I know we don't usually do scores, but we did uh, for the last one, so we'll do it for this one. Out of 10. Out of 10, I'd say. 10 being the highest, obviously. Given, just given the amount of actual different plots that are ongoing, the amazing performances by everyone in there, um, the fact it was interesting, I sat and watched it like seven hours straight and didn't get bored, um, the action was amazing, the Punisher tearing up that fucking prison block was incredible, the Daredevil's extended sequence, like uh, hallway sequence with the stairwell thing thrown in it as well. Yeah. Unbelievable. Absolutely amazing. Some of the best action I've ever seen on TV. By far. 
absolutely, it was beautifully choreographed. It was just, again, as visceral and as dark and as bloody and broken bones. And oh man, it was amazing. Um, with it, an, an introduction of an interesting and a Punisher that has longevity, you know, mm-hmm. one that you could say, well, fuck it, we could just do, we could just pull the entire Max series out through this guy. Yeah. You know, we'll just do, go forward in time, we'll go back in time, we'll do whatever, you know, we can just sort of mix and match. Um, and the fact that the Daredevil suit is so fucking good in that last yeah. episode, like when he's got the proper Billy Club and everything. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to say this is an eight and a half, nine out of ten, for Ooh, sure. I'm, I'm going straight up nine. Yeah, I mean, like I say, there's. The, why were they digging a big hole? What? What, what was all that I about? Find out. What, were, what were they digging a hole for? Uh, I don't know. Sticks ego. <laughs> Maybe they'll have to keep on digging. Anyway, that's all we're gonna say. Um, if you like our spoiler stuff, you can go and listen to our Batman v Superman spoiler cast from last week if you haven't done so already. Um, and we are joined by. I was going to say our good friend, but we are joined by my wife. And is she so, not a good friend? She is, but uh, I don't think she'd appreciate it if I just referred to her as <laughs> my good friend. Um, yeah. My associate. <laughs> just say this other person. This other person's on, though, who also has an opinion on the film. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the most PC neutral way of yeah. putting that in there. Yeah. No um, ownership, no sexism. Yeah, it's great. It's just there. It's just ready. <laughs> um, I don't know what that means. Um, we've also just put up a Rocket League video um, where I completely obliterate Dan Um, (laughs) I'm the Batmobile right? yeah yeah, yeah, you're in the Batmobile (laughs) just ignore the game (laughs) Um, but yeah and there's some other stuff Um, so if you would like to check those things out you can go to the website which is www.podcastbasesplay.com or .co.uk or you can similarly head over to the YouTube channel, which is... Do you know what I just thought? We didn't do a sort of an overview podcast of The Force Awakens. Why didn't we do that? We kind of did, didn't we? But the audio fucked up. Oh, arses. That you were, no. me- you were meant to be fixing. No, I wasn't fixing. I was just going to put it up anyway. No. But that was when my computer broke. That was on the day that my computer broke, because that was when it decided it wasn't going to work anymore. That's how bad the audio was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't want to open it now, just in case it does. Just in case. Yeah. Um, oh, was that was that Star Wars or was that, yeah, that, was was that Battlefront? No, it was definitely Star Wars. Oh damn it. Okay. Well, anyway, I'll try and get that up so you can at least have a listen to that one as well. Um, but you can listen to all the rest of the YouTube stuff on uh, youtubecom player You can also drop us an email to playervpodcast@gmail.com, or you can uh, tweet us or go to our Instagram, which is. Um, Twitter is at podcast v player and the Instagram is podcast versus player. So you can yes. look at pictures or you can tweet. It's up. Do both. Fuck it. No, Just don't. Us. Do neither. Please, we won't read them. We need fans. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Please, <laughs> love you. Um, you can also go onto the website and check out our new affiliate spotlight page, um, where we will give you the best deals on the best games, or the, well, at least the latest games, um, and the cheapest pre-orders you can buy. Easy. Yeah. On there at the minute is the division on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, and up for pre-order is Dark Souls 3 at the lowest price you will find in the UK. So go and look for it and thank us later. Yeah. Um, as it also as a special shout out as well, we've been approached by uh, a fellow YouTube channeler, uh, O Legend mm-hmm. Studios, who have uh, reached out to us. Um, so 
not only will we be uh, dropping out a little message to say hello, also, here's a big shout out to them in the podcast. There, there you go. go. At you... O Legend Studios. Go and check them out, you cheeky buggers. You are welcome, you filth bags. <laughs> right, Dan. I'm going. That's it. I'm I need done. to go fight crime. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I might just go to bed, though, but <laughs> I'll be fighting something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, until next time, good believers. True believers. Oh, Stan, I'm sorry, I fucked up. Uh, well, what was my what was my special Daredevil catchphrase? Wingity wangity woo or something. Yeah, like that. that's it. <laughs> Hashtag wingity wangity woo. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>